Baruch Hashem, we're going to learn some very, very solid, ancient information from this wonderful, fantastic book. The treasure, the treasure of the Midrash, of the letters of Rabbi Akiva. An amazing, amazing section we're going to read tonight and we're going to try to observe and find how to take that enormous power and to channel it into, into our lives. So we know that uh, it's written on the maker of the universe, Hamabit la'aretz vatir'ad, when the creator is looking on the earth, so it's shaking. The land is shaking from its place, it's written in Ishayahu. And all the lands and the wings of the lands are holding the ground and, and start shivering because of the verse, Hamabit la'aretz vatir'ad, that Hashem was looking to the ground and it was shaking. The land is shaking, earthquakes, storms, floods, water, fire, air. Ground is shaking when the maker of the universe is looking down to the ground. Looking means that the maker of the universe is judging the world. When you look at someone, immediately you're judging. Even if your mind is judging favorably, when you look, you recognize details, and those details are information that is helping you to calculate your moves according to what you saw. You are judging when you look. The judge does not have anything except for what his eyes are seeing. It's a saying by the sages in the Gemara, The judge cannot use anything but what his eyes can see. Means you cannot count on rumors, on, yeah, he told me, they told, no, 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 evidence. I need facts. When the judge is looking, then he is judging. Then he can judge. Then he can determine. He can decide. He can calculate his thoughts and to come to conclusions. So when the maker is looking to the ground, means that he's judging the world. The earth quakes. The verse is saying, Eretz Yara But when the land is fearing God, means when people are not sinning, people are faithful, loyal, then the land is quiet. So we can we saw here that's the power of Hashem. And now the next verse is saying that Hashem is strong as a storm and light as the wind of storm. Means even though that Hashem is very powerful and strong and, and great, Hashem is also very fast and light and can come and affect. Of course, we're talking here about the ways that the maker of the universe is dressing itself, himself, when he's supervising on us, for us to see, for us to experience, for us to understand his ways and his thoughts and his revealings to us. So the maker has the power and also that light energy that he can like jump from one place to the other and you won't notice how he disappeared. And he is a flaming fire that is consuming 
to fight for his children, her enemies, the children, their enemies in a war. Those are all verses from Ishaya. That Hashem is a consuming fire to fight for his children against his enemies, against their enemies in war. Like that it's saying, Ki hine Hashem ba'esh yavo. Here Hashem is coming in fire. And he's saying, Vaikatz keyashen Hashem. But also it's written that Hashem is waking up as if he was asleep. So there is a certain aspect that Hashem is like super awake, like a consuming fire. You cannot think that the fire is asleep, right? Fire, consuming fire. It's not a turning off fire. It's not a low fire that you can say, oh, the fire is off now. The fire is asleep now. No, we're talking about a consuming fire, a burning, flaming fire. So it's very awake, right? It's like, and he's like light, light as a storm. He's flying, skipping, powerful as the storm, as the wind moving, breaking mountains. We're talking about the great power of Hashem, of the Maker. But on the other side, we see the verse is saying, Hashem, that Hashem just woke up as if he was asleep. So the Midrash here is asking, like, you have to wonder, how can that be? How those two things can be? He's super awake and jumping like a consuming fire. And on the other hand, just woke up as if he was asleep. There is a tale. I'm going to give you an example. What it is, I'm going to compare it to something else. What it's like, like a hero, like a master that drinks a lot of wine and became very drunk. And he drank a lot and fell asleep in its place. And his sword and rain and, and, and his sword and bow and arrows, his spear and his shield and all his weapons are under his head. He fell asleep and before he went to sleep, he put all his weapons under his head means that no one can take his weapons, even though that he drank and went to sleep. He is holding all his weapons under his head. And his horse and his vehicle, like his chariot, he, he tied them to the ground under his feet. So even though he drank a lot and he went to sleep, he is with full control. All his weapons are under his head and his chariot and his horses are tied to the ground under his feet. Means you cannot take his horse without him waking up. You cannot take his weapon. Nothing can move. He's asleep, yeah, but he will wake up immediately when you're going to try to touch his weapons. Because that his enemies saw that he's asleep, they all gathered together and capturing his city and burning his home and exiling his wife and children and his slaves and maids, taking all his money, silver and gold, and walking away. You see that they, the enemies, 
are touching only what it is around him. They're not touching the things that he put his hand, head on. They cannot touch anything that he did not, that he kept. All the things that he let go of, they took. Even his wife, even his children, so to speak. And the hero, he was sitting and asleep. And he didn't know what was done to him. But when he woke up, he found his city destroyed and his home burnt. And his boys and girls, his slaves and maids are all in captivity. And all his silver and gold was looted, was stolen from him. What the master did, what the hero did, he torn his cloak, his royal garments, he tore them in front and the back. And he roars like a lion in his power, in his greatness. And he cries in great bitterness, in the bitterness of the spirit for his city, for his home, for his wife, for his boys, for his daughters, for his slaves, for his maids that been exiled and been taken away. And he sits and mourns. That's what the maker of the universe is doing. That moment is the moment of awakeness from destruction, from the destruction of the temple, from the exile of the children of Israel from their homeland. And because that the days of sorrow and mourning are done, those are the 2,000 years of exile. And they're done now. He wears his armor, covering himself with like metal armor, puts the metal hat like helmet to his head, the belt with weapons to his um Belt, how you call that? Belt. His bow and arrow with him. To his right, the sword. To the left, his shield. And his horse and chariot is waiting with his weapons as well. And he is riding like the mountain of iron going out for war, roaring like a lion in war. His bow is tight, his arrows are sharp, his armor is hanged on his arm, and his sword is like the lightning revealed, held in his hand, and in the right angle to express his anger against the enemies of his nation. Wake up, because that's exactly how Judgment Day will look.
That's exactly how the war will take place. The maker of the universe will fight for us. Him and no one but him. No one but the maker of the universe will win that battle. And all the heroes are afraid of him. All the generals and all the soldiers are terrified when they see his great power. His fear is falling upon them and they're asking themselves to die. They're wishing death. They're rather to die when they see that terror. And he is not answering. Means he's not killing them so fast. Not at all. In one arrow, he kills thousands. And in the second arrow, tens of thousands, crushing them like mud. Everyone who stands a fight in sword, in arrows, in spears, and, and, and like a shorter spear, like a smaller spear, shall be destroyed. And he does not turn his face away until he will knock down dead all the heroes in the war, mountains, mountains of corpse, dead like hills and small mountains. And after that, killing all his enemies, not leaving one alive, He's taking back his wife and children and all that belongs to him in great joy back to his city and to his home. And because that his loved ones and his servants, they see him coming, they start playing and dancing, singing in drums and instruments, all kinds of instrument for music. That's how the maker of the universe is. He will not fall asleep. He will not go away. But, so how can it be that he fell asleep? Like the, the Midrash brought the verse that he was drinking and went to sleep because of the sins of his children and because that they left him and left his Torah, they were handed in the hands of their enemies. Like we said before, his weapons, he put them under his head. His horse and chariot were tied under his feet. No one was able to touch them. The enemies took what that was not attached to him because that they chose to walk away, God forbid, because that we have been sinned because we chose to live Hashem in the past. That's why we were given to the hands of our enemies. This is why our enemies had the permission to hurt us. But Hashem, when He wakes up and mourning for the sorrow that been caused to Him by our enemies, that hurt his so-called wife and his children, slaves and maids, burnt his home and took his precious treasures, 
then he will bring the day of revenge. And because that his people came back to him and atoned their sin, their salvation is soon to come. And the day of revenge arrived. And Hashem is covering himself with um, envious, like a coat, and covering his hat with justice, like armor. And when he comes back with all the with all his loved ones and the treasures back to his city and his home, his servants, the great angels, are coming towards him and they're asking his honor. The master of all universe, that's what they're asking. Why your cloaks and coverings that, were, that are white why they are covered with blood. Like the verse is saying, Why your royal garments are red from blood? They were white. When you went out for the war, they were white. You were wearing white royal garments. Why now they are red? So the maker of the universe is answering them. I had a small winery that was exist from the beginning. I went myself and I walked all over the grapes. I made wine. And they're saying to him, the master of the universe, why haven't you called us to come and assist you? Why you didn't want us to come? He answered them, I don't need you. And they're telling him, when that time will take place, they're asking, they're beyond time. All this conversation is beyond time. When that time will be that you will not need us, that you will not use us, that you will go and do your thing, the day of revenge collecting your children, bringing them back home. And he's answering in the day of Gog Umagog, in the time of the third redemption, in the third gigantic war. Like the verse is saying, Uva, and he came, Adonai Elohei Kol Kedoshim Imach, Hashem, the maker of the universe, with all the holy ones with him. And then the maker of the universe is gathering all the people of Israel from all their exile to Yerushalayim. Oh, to Yerushalayim. I thought Yerushalayim is the capital of Palestine. Ribona Olamim. What's going on here? Suddenly we see that Rabbi Akiva disagree. Okay, so Yerushalayim is the capital of Israel. Okay, thank you, Hashem. Oh, I didn't know. I watched the news, and they told us in the news that Yerushalayim is the original capital of the Plishtim. Oh, Heal the world. 
heal the world, make it a better place, right? <laughs> for you and for me and for the entire universe, that's what we want. A better world, a world with no lie, a world with no fake news, a world with no fake identities. Oh, we are Palestinians. Palestine was before Israel. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Palestine, way before Israel. You don't know, millions of light years in the imaginary world of your illusions and delusions. And we hope that the world will wake up to sanity, to truth, before it's going to be too late. Because like we read one moment ago, that when Hashem go on that ride of war, He's not turning His face away. He's not looking back before He kills all the enemies of His people, no matter who they are and which colorful flag they're waving to their illusions and to their imaginary friends. And when the maker of the universe is bringing back all the people of Israel to Yerushalayim in great joy, and all the mountains and all the hills and all the trees of all the forests and all the trees of fields are honoring them in songs and praises when they see the Messiah, Mashiach, Lifnehem in front of them, that the verse is saying, Vayavor Malkam Lifnehem Vehashem Berosham. Their king is going in front of them, and Hashem is in front of all of them. Hashem is going in the head, and then the king of Israel, it's the true Mashiach, and the people of Israel walking with them. And how do we know that the trees are singing and praising the people of Israel? That the verse is saying, Ki You'll come back in joy, and you'll come back in, in joy and happiness. Yes, I want to read the treasure of Midrashim that was written by the sages of the Palestinians 2,000 years ago. I wonder where those scripts are. Yeah, maybe in the Walt Disney archives in Orlando, where all the illusions of the world are being made. Thank you so much, sweet holy souls, truth seekers, the defenders of the crown, the real children of the maker of the universe. May the maker of the world protect you, heal you, support you, stabilize and establish your faith for it never to be shaken, for it never, never be taken away from you, even for a moment, even for a blink of an eye, that you will be strong and super powerful against your enemies that are 
our enemies that are the maker of the universe enemies. And don't worry, in that time of justice, the maker of the universe will fight for us because the day of revenge is the day of Hashem. And Hashem himself is El Nekamot Adonai, El Nekamot Hofia. He is the God of revenge, the God that will finally avenge all our enemies and shall destroy them with no effort, with no struggle, just like a storm that is a consuming fire, burning and taking all the trash away and leaving fresh ground, beautiful land, prospering land, blooming land, growing land, breathing land, free land to the children of Israel for them to take their place in the kingship of Hashem. Amen. Can you hear that son? Thank you so much. Emuna Project is a non-profit organization. To support this work, please make a purchase from our online store or donate through emuna.com. Thank you. My new book, Return to Your Root, is now on Amazon and emuna.com.